Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 84, Christmas Memories with Open Your Toys. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, as a special holiday treat, we are doing another one of our infamous yet fun crossovers uh, with Open Your Toys Podcast. Chuck, since you are an avid, avid listener of of theirs, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce who we have on the line with us today? All right, be happy to. I can do my Kermit the Frog imitation. And uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome over your toys podcast edition. <laughs> Arms waving in the air, you know. Uh, we have Slick McFavorite and Mrs. McFavorite on from OpenYourToys.com. How you guys doing? Today? We're doing wonderful. We're doing absolutely wonderful. We're hoping uh, Baby McFavorite is also doing wonderful. <laughs> wonderful for the remainder of this podcast. At least for, you know, a good 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can really ask for. Well, I can say with with the type of show you guys do and with the uh, the collecting you guys do, that is going to be one very appreciative child as as, as Baby McFavorite <laughs> grows up. So oh, no. I can't even imagine growing up in a house that has, like, just toys everywhere. Well, it'll be one of those things where don't touch daddy's toys, don't touch daddy's toys. <laughs> my kids do that now. Can I play with that? Can I play with that? Don't touch daddy's toys. Yeah, I, think, 
it'll be interesting being that she's a girl and and we're still kicking around having a second so we may we may get a boy into the mix eventually but uh yeah uh uh jason of atomic martian toys uh uh wrote me a letter about you know you're going to want to try to get her into everything you're into. You know, you think she's going to be the geekiest girl you've ever met. You know, she's going to be able to recite uh, Lord of the Rings dialogue before she enters kindergarten, all this stuff. And and he's like, nope, they want to watch Yo Gabba Gabba and, <laughs> yep. and Sesame Street and shit. They're like, yeah. they're, it's like they could care less about Star Wars or Transformers or anything I'm into. So. See, see, and I just consider that a failure as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes with time. Uh, it all comes with time. My, my five-year-old, he likes Star Wars a lot. So it all comes with time. Yeah. Um, well, and one thing I've always heard, too, is like, don't force anything on them like that you think that they you would like them to be interested in it's pretty much just let them be exposed to it because if you force it on that's exactly when they go in the opposite direction so yeah yeah exactly so see there you go instead of keeping star wars from her we need to force it on her and then it'll have the opposite effect (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand this whole having the opposite effect of star wars (laughs) Really? Mrs. McFarrett's a a Barbie hater, so she's <laughs> like, this child will never have Barbie unless she explicitly asks for it. And, and I will, I will not uh, enable that little thing. Exactly. <laughs> so her friends have to introduce her to it. She won't know what Barbie is until she has friends. <laughs> it's the same thing with Star Wars. No. Yes, that's no. what you said. I did. I said no such thing. Still <laughs> have cabbage patches and potatoes, right? So like you, you send me your address, and I will make sure that there's like little Star Wars knickknacks and toys that show up at your doorstep. <laughs> no, no, no. She's going to grow up playing with uh, Mr. Potato Heads and Cabbage Patch dolls. That's right. <laughs> that's what that's what mommy's got a lot hey, of. So. They make Star Wars potato heads. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Yeah, Miss McFavorite almost has a complete set. I think she's missing two. Am I? Yeah, and at this point, I don't know what two, and they're probably (laughs) expensive (laughs) since they were were like four years ago. Right. Well, in true uh, uh, Open Your Toys fashion, before we get into the nitty-gritty of everything here, uh, we'll go around, around the horn as far as what everyone is drinking. Uh, what what they're enjoying this evening. So uh, if our guests would like to start off, that that would be fantastic. Sure. And let's see. Tonight, uh, this is something I've drank, drank on our show, but since we haven't been on your show yet, I figured it would be fair game. On our show, I, I, I try to never duplicate. It, it's definitely getting difficult now. Uh, <laughs> 80 episodes in and not wanting to drive across town to the bigger liquor stores. We don't have any real big ones by us, but what I am drinking is Bridgeport's Kingpin. It's a triple hopped double red ale. And this is, wow, no wonder I like this so much. It's coming in at a whopping 7.5%. And it says uh, Kingpin is a triple hop double red ale that doesn't take 
any lip. It's crafted using the unique flavor of rye, malt, and a generous amount of hops. Kingpin's signature dry character is derived from the Williamette Valley Liberty hops, making it a welcomed addition to our award-winning family. And it's and the tagline is leader of the pack. Nice. nice. Yeah, it's oh god, it is so good. It's it's a fallback oh, me for me. It's a fallback for me when I can't find something new I want. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't fall off my lap, please. <laughs> Miss Baby McFavorite's oh. being a wiggle worm. Nope, I don't like that. <laughs> All right, Miss McFavorite, what are you drinking? All right, I am drinking Shock Top Belgian White um, because I have a bomber. I have no fun things to read other than Belgian style wheat ale brewed with citrus peels and coriander. Ooh, coriander. It's it's yummy. I like it. I, I was really looking forward to you drinking the blue moon. <laughs> it's pretty much like blue moon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was disappointed. She was disappointed that it was a twist off because we yeah. gate the quality of a beer, whether it's a twist or a pop. And right. I'm like, it's basically trying to rip off Blue Moon. So Blue Moon's a twist off. So I'm sure that's exactly why they made them theirs a twist off as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's good. I really like the. Um, there, there's a couple different flavors of Shock Top that I really, really enjoy. So. Oh yeah, yeah, same here. I, I usually drink that in the summertime, though. Yeah. It's yeah, it's summer, a summery summer beer. beer. Yeah, they have They're, a nice summery one. I like it. There's a good one right now if you can find it. It's a um, talk about a geeky beer. It's a post-apocalyptic shock top, and it's it's a real dark. It may have just been for October, you know, because it's got like little zombies on the bottle and everything. Nice. Um, or you could uh, drink it after the twenty first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is my birthday, by the way. Oh, um, birthday. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday early! Yeah. Fingernails, polishing the fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it ends, it's all your fault, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's been awesome. Being my birthday's the longest night of the year. Nice. There you go. Nice. So. I told Chuck I saw someone post on Facebook one time that maybe, uh, maybe the Mayans just ran out of room on their calendar and. So yeah. that's why I fell on that day. Right. <laughs> well, it was just a big circle. You right. Know? You know, you can't have an infinity circle. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and go next. I'm drinking a uh, Lancaster Brewing Company Hop Hog, H-O-P-H-O-G. And I got a little description here. It says this formidable India pale ale has a hop aroma that demands attention. The bold citrus hop flavor is balanced by a dry malt character that makes this refreshing ale a true classic. And it's 7.9%. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's yeah. not bad, actually. It's not bad. I've, I've already drank over half of it, and it's not bad. See, it's interesting. I, I've never seen a India Pale Ale with a citrus hop. That's interesting. Yeah, it makes a nice little flavor at the end of it there. Yeah, I I tend to Sounds avoid those like the plague. They're just <laughs> they're just too strong for me. I, I, I'm a, I consider myself a beer connoisseur until you get to an IPA and then I'm done. <laughs> this one's this one doesn't taste like a real regular IPA because I've had those. It, it's um 
it's a little different. Like you said, it's a little bit citrusy on the end of it. Nice, nice. Well, in, in, uh, in, in true can... in true Star Joe's fashion, uh, I'm going to be the sober one. <laughs> I don't drink beer. I drink liquor, and I just don't have any in the house right now. So, Ooh, this man. <laughs> I know, right? So, so I'm drinking my. I got to put up with. I'm drinking. Well, someone's got to be make sure this show gets moving along the way it should be. Uh, so <laughs> I got to rein in the drunks. <laughs> over here, Gordon. Um, so I've got my my grapefruit two o as natural as as usual. It's flavored with other natural flavors. It doesn't even have any calories, so I'm not even taking in any fat calories or anything like that right now. Nice, nice. It's the holidays. You're supposed to be festively jolly. Yeah, yeah. So and you and you said it's a grapefruit two o. Grapefruit two o. Huh? And who do you know who makes that? Like who's the? Uh, let's see who makes this. Uh, this is distributed by Sunny Delight Beverages. Interesting. I'll have to. I'm a huge grapefruit nut. Ah, okay. Not to be mis- well, I do like grape nuts too, but yeah, those are good too. <laughs> oh, this is just grape flavored water, pretty much. Yes. Yes. That's I like those. Mrs. McFavorite. Mrs. McFavorite doesn't go for the zero calorie stuff. She <laughs> she thinks it tastes way too fakey. I like my full calories. <laughs> give me calories or give me death. There's nothing wrong with that either, but <laughs> I'm also the mindset if I if I don't buy the other stuff, it won't be in the house and then I won't be tempted to drink that. So <laughs> yeah. oh, trust me, we uh we we don't keep liquor in the house for a reason. <laughs> I don't keep a house without liquor. See that that would be nice. I'm like I'm like, oh, it, wouldn't it be so nice if we could just have a liquor cabinet and not drink it until it was <laughs> gone, you know? But what you do is you get one of those uh padlocks, like the combination <laughs> locks, and then you don't remember what you put the combination as. And then there you go. it'll always be there for you. There's got to be some kind of app or something <laughs> like a uh, uh, like break the glass app or something like that that you can store some kind of information and it and it just says are you sure you want to know, you know? yeah I need a drink give me the combination and maybe it shows you like a video of what happened last time that you got into it you're like oh yeah I don't want to do that again well, I think we've said too much. We get we guessed it, we guessed it on Dave and Duvall's collectibles, and and their first negative review was after our show that they. Did. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. That was awesome. <laughs> and they were like, the guy was talking shit that we were alcoholics and, and oh, committing, committing consumer fraud and shit. I'm I like, I don't, I don't think you're gonna face that with our. <laughs> listeners <laughs> well i can imagine that somebody listening to them would like eh, yeah. it's it's one of those things yeah people, our, our people fans have, like a drink what was that tell them you tell them <laughs> we, we just lost bmf <laughs> oh and speaking of bmfs uh guess who got a bmf me yeah oh. that's right this guy i did i did i either heard about that or i saw it on, on the socials yeah, I put it on Facebook. My wife gave me an early Christmas present. I got the uh, big Millennium Falcon in a vintage box. Nice, nice. I know I'm so juiced. I know I had to carry it over to him. 
It's like this is just the, uh, bad. <laughs> yeah, it was on sale. It was regular, like the two fifty, and it was on sale for the one eighty nine ninety nine. But then the next day, I saw on RebelScum dot com where the they were doing it for one twenty five at Toys R Us. Uh huh. So I took my receipt up there after I called and talked to the girl. She said, "Yeah, you can bring it in, and we'll just refund you the difference." And I got like seventy some dollars back. Oh, no, I, I, I didn't want to bring that up just in case you didn't. No, know. no, 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 I, I, <laughs> I would appreciate like, it if you did. Yeah. The 125. <laughs> yeah. I, I ended up getting it for the price of the 125, which was great. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I awesome. used some of those Toys R Us coupons that we had too. So I had a, a $5 off coupon that was mailed for my kid's birthday. I stole that. And I used some <laughs> of the reward. <laughs> I used some of the reward points I had. I had like $4 in reward points or something. So. You should be so proud well, stealing and, from your child. And did she use well, they didn't your words when? Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, right now during the holiday season, uh, you get ten percent back on all your purchases. Oh, so not cheap. only was it one twenty five, you also get twelve fifty back at the nice. end of the holiday season. So nice. I have it on good authority that Santa Claus got some Lego sets there too. So. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Lego sets, Mrs. McFavorite has been an incredible wife and has bought me a Lego advent calendar for the last few years before there even was a Star Wars Lego advent calendar. She used to buy me the city one. And it, our our anniversary is December second, so that's it usually would be an anniversary gift. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, happy belated! Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Nope, and nope. Uh, and uh, so our anniversary rolls around, and no Lego Advent calendar. I was waiting for the guilt trip. And <laughs> well, you, you have a you have a you have a kid now, so things have to suffer and have you have a sacrifice. <laughs> this is obviously one of those sacrifices. <laughs> I was even pointing out the sales for it. I'm like, man, you should have seen Lego Shop had it for thirty bucks and free shipping. That's like half off. <laughs> nope. No like, I can't hear you. I've got to go make the baby a bottle. <laughs> the nice thing now is uh, the nice thing now is I don't get to watch like uh, Toy Break does all of the advent calendars. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not watching theirs because I don't want to be spoiled. I still want it to be a surprise. And then I also subscribe to a few Lego sites. So I'm having to like screen all of those emails (laughs) so I don't get spoiled by it. But the nice thing is, is I'll be able to buy it on clearance after Christmas now for, you know, fully 75% off. I feel bad for you, Mrs. McFavor, with the guilt trip he's just laying on you right now. (laughs) I know. know. And he's laying it on thick too. <laughs> yeah. Tried so, to help you out a little bit there with things they had to suffer. You got to sacrifice a little bit. He's not hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that I didn't get anything for our anniversary either. Oh, oh look at right. that! Oh, See, oh, I didn't say as an anniversary gift. I said you usually get it for me around our anniversary. <laughs> you get it for our anniversary usually. <laughs> now you're really going to get it for your anniversary. <laughs> Anyways, I I hadn't brought that up to her yet, so I figured that was a perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> Forum, our podcast. It's, a, it's a Star Joe's exclusive. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Let's make it awkward for everyone. Right. Well, isn't that what the holidays are really all about? 
Indian daddies. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely are. Bringing families together and making your life completely awkward. That's what the holidays are for. All right. Well, before we get into the episode here, I just had a little bit of listener feedback I wanted to respond to real quick, quick from our last episode that we did. Too late. We're already in the episode, Chuck. We're already in the episode. I know. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Just hold on. Hold on just one second. Is there going to be any spoilers about your interview or any of the issues? Because I wasn't caught up, so I didn't listen to the interview or, or any of the talk about the Transformers. I don't believe so. Doubt it. Okay. This is from episode uh, 82. And I don't know what number. It, okay. So it's not with the... No. the not, uh, not the Transformer. Not okay. when we talked robots in this, guys. I believe that was like 79. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Am I that? My thing must not be updating then. Because that's we literally the last. We put out episode. another one today too, so uh-huh. there's like there's four total in December that are coming out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So. Oh, we're good. We're good. I, I just want so <laughs> eighty. So let's see. You said episode eighty two, Chuck. Yeah. So that is that we did cover issues in there, but I don't think this feedback had anything to do. No, with <laughs> and and if there's a little bit of issue stuff, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not worried. It was more if there was specific questions about. Ryan. Just because I'm not caught up with that book yet. It's, just, it's probably just picking on me. It's just picking on us. <laughs> All right. Uh, in response to episode 82, we have uh, feedback from Toy Goon. Roger says, uh, hey, guys, awesome show as usual. I'm, I wish uh, I sure wish Chuck would read uh, my comments that he left on episode 79 and an iTunes review so Chuck could say something nice about the USS flag. Uh, I do have a question for you guys. What do you guys think about the G.I. Joe comic reboot, uh, good or bad? Also wanted to say I'm uh, loving the new Masters of the Universe comic, and what's up with Merman and the Tail? Now, that's stupid. Uh, the new TMNT comic book is pretty rad. And wow, Chuck is on a new podcast. That's awesome to hear. Uh, here it's a rad podcast. I wish Chuck could remember to get the web address right for it. And he put it in raw capital letters here. It's uh, www.guyswithtoys.podbean.com. Yeah, you screwed, you screwed that up last time. Podcast. Yep, thanks again for the love, Roger the Toy Goon. Yeah, um, I don't know if you heard about that or not, but uh, kind, of, kind of far behind, but I actually uh, joined those guys over with Guys With Toys. Oh, right on. So they asked me to be a regular host with them, so uh, I said yes. So I do that occasionally from time to time. Now have, okay, so I, I listened to their, for what episode are you guys on then? Uh, I started off with them with like episode four. Yeah. And you guys only have four and five with, with you on it so far. Yeah. We recorded another one that's going to be out. So there'll be three that I'm on the latest three. Right. Okay. Cause I, I, and this is bad of me. I stopped listening after episode two because I listen with my headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Stereo thing. And, and I literally could not handle it. Yeah. yeah, We still have that problem. So we had a lot of feedback about it. He, he's, he said he fixed it for the last episode, but uh, I don't know. I mean, all all you guys got to do is mix it down to a mono channel and yep. then spit that out. I know. I tried yeah, explaining it. If you're noticing a theme here is that Chuck doesn't do anything besides show up and record. Hey, pretty boy, I'm the talent. For any show. <laughs> 
just yeah, to I, 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 I tricked Mrs. McFavorite into doing the editing for our show. He totally tricked me. He's like, it's easy. You just do this, 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 and this. Oh, and then once you're done with that. Here's something else you can do. See, this is why Chuck can show up on two shows and I can only do one because. Anyway, what do you guys think about the G.I. Joe comic rebooting? Is it good or bad? Woohoo! I'm excited because um, I I I buy all the books, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. I'm not caught up on any of them, and uh, <laughs> I I just really wish so so I do uh, GI Joe Transformers, and then now I'm doing Masters, and then I do Green Lantern, okay. uh, and and so I did the whole blackest night, brightest day. Anything with that banner, mm-hmm. that about broke me. Yeah. And and, yeah. and then GI Joe uh, started breaking off, and all these. Di- you know, I could handle when it was Joe and Cobra. Yeah. You know. And then and then when Real American Hero came back, I was like, oh, I'm excited about that. And then you know, and in between there, they had the storm. They had Snake Eyes, and then they had Snake Eyes Storm Shadow, and then all their little, you know, little outlier books were killing me. So I'm glad, and I know they're still going to be doing a couple books when they right. do the boot. But I'm I'm glad that all of those can come to an end. I'm going to focus on Real American Hero and the and the. Uh, regular joe book and that's it so it, it's good for me in my opinion the, the nice thing about it too is uh for someone like yourself is that they're at least for the first year or so they've said that it's, the books are not going to cross over with each other it's going to be self-contained so if you want to read just one book you can if you want to read all of them you can um but you can pick and choose what what you're reading so um, oh, good good i i didn't hear that that's that's music to my ears because it's the crossovers that kill me yeah the blackest night you know there'd be one page that crossed over oh yeah another story and i'm like really i was there for every single one of them (laughs) i bought it all yeah (laughs) yeah yeah joe crossed over with the cobra civil war and other story arcs so i i understand what you're saying but yeah i i get all the joe books i read them all so i i'm excited for the reboot i think it's gonna be nice the only one that's staying in canon is the real American hero. So yeah, the the yeah. thing that I was I was nervous about was hearing about some of the thoughts of the direction they were going with with the main Joe book about how they were going to be in costume and and all this type of stuff. But then when I've heard a lot of the interviews with Fred Van Lente, who's writing the book and everything else, it sounds like that is kind of the issue of the of the whole story is that the Joes don't like this. They're doing it for public appearance. And it's kind of, that's part of the conflict of the story is them having to keep their public personas, but still be military. And so I was like, okay, well, if they're, if it, if that's part of the conflict, then I'm kind of with that then. Yeah, no, I, I, you're exactly right. I was kind of feeling the same way and, uh, I hadn't heard many of the interviews. So that's, I, I'm excited to hear that that's part of the conflict as well, for sure. All right, uh, number two we had here is from Alias Angel Alias. Uh, says, hi, Chuck and Ryan. Uh, yet another great show, guys. Can't wait to hear more from you guys. Um, what do you think about the Masterpiece Optimus Prime and the Big Millennium Falcon? Uh, specific- <laughs> he says, Chuck, <laughs> uh, in your hands. He goes, uh, please treat us. Uh, 
Please treat us your perspective. Please treat us to your perspective on these two epic collectibles. Um, also, he says about Guys with Toys podcast, it's a great show, and it's wonderful to surprise to hear that Chuck will be a part of the team. One suggestion, Chuck or Ryan, please give them some advice on how to fix the audio track. <laughs> uh, duly noted. Uh, it says I'll make the experience more enjoyable for everybody. And he just finished a new video a few days ago and would like to share it with us, and he gave it to us through his YouTube uh, channel. He goes, uh, P.S. Chuck, the big Millennium Falcon still sitting on top of my coffee table. That table's never saw food again. <laughs> <laughs> so I commented on his video because I watched it on the YouTube that it, uh, he's the guy who does the videos and he showed his collection. And his coffee table in his living room still had the big Millennium Falcon on it. And it's so massive and huge, it took up the whole coffee table. And he goes, yeah, it's still sitting there. So that's awesome. Nice. Now, I did see the big, giant... Um, Masterpiece Optimus Prime. Our Toys R Us has them. Yeah, and they they look pretty sweet. They're like 120 bucks. I know you have it, right, Slick? Yeah, yeah. I was able to get in on that uh, first day of pre-order, so I was able to get mine for uh, 99 bucks. Luckily, nice. nice. Did you I, did you open it yet? Uh, yeah, and it's and what do you it's think amazing. of it? I I love it. I love it. I had the original. I had the original twentieth uh, uh, or. Yeah, twentieth anniversary one, the one that they had at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the more plasticized MPO one, but it was it was still heavy as hell. It had a lot of it had a lot of die cast in it and everything, and and it just it it kind of felt almost like one of the old Transformers. Like I was afraid to hold it in the middle because its legs might flop down and snap off or something. Mm. And and for some people they love that. They love the weight, you know. Uh people that buy electronics, you know, that buy yeah. a nice camera, they want to be nice and weighty and feel like quality. I'm the exact opposite. I love the new Optimus Prime because while it does have it does have some weight to it, it's nothing like that 20th anniversary or MPO one version of it. And and my biggest issue with with MPO one was uh, first when Grimlock came out, you know, completely out of scale. Um, Starscream was out of scale with them and so I'm glad that they're kind of revisiting the scale and I'm really looking forward to getting a Masterpiece Megatron at that uh, smaller scaled down version now. Yeah, I will say the uh, I'm someone that I do like the weight to the figures and everything else but I picked up the, the box I, I don't own it yet and hopefully I will but the it still felt like so maybe it's a good compromise for both types of people but i felt like there was a good amount of weight to it um to the figure and everything else so uh yeah it's definitely one i would love to to add to my collection it's just right now for me price point is just not something i can do right now so um so we'll see well that's good that you guys are seeing it there at least i i have not seen it in store here at all i mean we've oh, got really We've got Thundercrackers shelf warming now, but yeah, we've got two Thundercrackers at our local Toys R Us right now, and this Optimus Prime has been there since like around Thanksgiving. Yeah, they've had like six boxes of them. Yeah, see, that's just so nuts. I know our Toys R Us just because I frequent it enough. Our Toys R Us is definitely scalper bait here. We have three of them. And those and the GDOs 
flew out all except for Sandstorm. You oh, know, wow. the, you know the one that most people aren't interested in and that kind of stuff. So I, I know we've got, we either have a really healthy collector community or we have people that, you know, know what's worth things on right. a secondary market, you know? Yeah. Well, another good thing about it too, is if you're a box collector or you like to keep your, you know, toys in package and stuff like that, it looks really nice. Oh so yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and, and the one downfall with mine, and, and not a big deal since I opened it, but uh, I I got mine through the mail. My Optimus was his head was pointed down as far as it would go. Oh wow! So oh, if okay. I was a mint and box collector, I would have been pissed. Oh sure. I mean, and that's one of those things. Like, there's a few things that I do mint and that i buy purposely just for that reason right and how do you return that you know how do you return that as well his head isn't looking at me so i (laughs) yeah i think you return it as i i got one of these for christmas and i got another one so (laughs) don't think that they they haven't heard that (laughs) i'm sure they have i and actually chuck and i have talked about that before i do have a few select pieces in my collection that will always stay in the packaging because I felt like the packaging was part of the item. Uh, some examples I had of that is I have the George Lucas Stormtrooper. Uh, it, if you take him out, all he is is a bearded Stormtrooper. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, I have the uh, the pink astromech droid. It was like KT. I can't remember the uh, R2, R2 KT. R2 KT, something like that. And that was done for obviously a, a worthwhile cause and everything else. And, to me, part of the packaging with that is is part of the figure. Um, well, you got the Starro thing too, right? Yeah, and I was going to say that was the other one I was going to mention is I have the San Diego Comic Con uh, Justice League of America Starro. It was a San Diego Comic Con exclusive where it's like it's got all the Justice League Unlimited uh, figures in there, and it recreates the uh, f- the Brave and the Bold issue that had the ju- the first appearance of Justice League fighting Starro. And it's like the whole packaging is that cover reenacted, and there's even a button you press, and the and the packaging talks with Kevin Conroy's voice, who did uh, Batman in the animated series. So I'm like, well, that's just silly to open up because the pack the whole thing is meant to be kept the way it is. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, inbox pieces as well yeah. because uh, you know, again, Green Lantern. So yeah, uh, that that was a must for me when we were out there. Yeah, I've got the Darth Vader from Celebration Three with the uh, James Earl Jones. Oh, the the flaming Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. So that I was pick that up. That was pretty cool. That was one of those that uh, when it first came out, I I was all over it. I was like, oh, I want this, and it just shot up. And then eventually, I picked it up at a toy show a toy show for five bucks. Oh, I got I, mine for ten. Yeah. I picked it up and then the Target exclusive one from that year as well. That was oh, okay. I, yeah, I know what you were. One that was, you know, yeah. sold out in minutes. You know, people lined up for it on Black Friday, and I picked those both up for ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, so. I picked up the the one for ten bucks, the the Darth Vader for Celebration Three. Yeah. I thought ten bucks was a good deal for it, so. Oh, it's amazing. Do you, I mean, those things were going for like a hundred bucks, you oh, know, yeah. after Celebration 3. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. 
right, and the, the last feedback we had was from Brian. He says, hey, guys, just wanted to send a donation to the show. It wasn't much, but I just wanted to do something because I really enjoy the show. And I like that you guys support Toys for Tots. Take care, Brian. Thank you very much, Brian. We appreciate your donation. And in fact, uh, just to recap, we actually raised from our listeners, the generosity of our listeners, $860 for Toys for Tots, which was amazing. Oh, congratulations. That, that, yeah, congratulations. That crushed last year, right? Yeah, last, oh, it demolished yeah, it. Did. <laughs> like 300 or something, right? Last year Last year was a 125. <laughs> oh, my God. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. We had, uh, yeah, we had uh, what was really nice uh, was obviously a, a, a big help, too, was Robert Atkins, who's a friend of ours and friend of the show uh, and is a big supporter when we do this each year. He did the cover for Snake Eyes number twenty one, Snake Eyes Storm Shadow number twenty one, and he sold silent the issue. yeah the silent issue. He sold the cover to it, and the, all the money that he made from selling the cover, he donated to Toys for Tots. Oh, I didn't realize it was that cover because that's the last issue. Yes, right? exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. So oh he, uh, yeah, yeah brought in some dough. For yeah, sure. so he texted me the one day and was just like, uh, "Here's what I did," and hope uh you know hope it helps and i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah, thank you uh, very much and then we had two i mean all, every donation was amazing but we had two listeners that uh really stepped up in fact one of them beyond, yeah. yeah one of them i don't even know I, I i don't even know who it is it's just a listener that donated but it's not very, some, very generous, somebody that we someone we didn't didn't recognize the name we didn't recognize the email address uh, not someone that we recognize being on the forums. Maybe they are someone that's on the forums. I don't know, but uh, I didn't recognize the name associated with the email address, and I didn't recognize the email address. So they just decided to step up and make a huge donation. And I was, and obviously, we're very grateful for every donation we got. But that one was a real surprise because again, it came from someone that we weren't familiar with. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, so wow. we split the, wow. Yeah, we split the money in half, and uh, we went shopping, and we posted our finds on our Facebook page. And then uh, we got together one Saturday morning and drove them over to the U.S. Marine Corps and donated them. And they love yeah, we still got to do ours. We're going to have to do ours this weekend because don't they usually say like before the 18th or something is when they usually. Yeah, that's 17th by. or something like that. They want them in so they can yeah. uh, get to the kids and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, we got to we got to go do ours. So I, I always take the chance to, you know, I I have tons of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have tons of stuff that, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to open this and this is just going to be for play and for fun. It doesn't really have anything to do with my uh, collection. And then every year I go through that big stack of stuff that I'd never yep. opened throughout the entire year. And I'm like, yep, toys for dots, toys for dots. Yep. You know, just pick out things that, you know, there's unfortunately there's lots of stuff in there that kids wouldn't necessarily like or appreciate, you know, yep. but. There's tons of Star Wars figures and yeah. you know, oh, yeah. weird. I, I bought a I bought a ton stuff. of them at Five Below when yeah. they had the, the sale for five bucks. We need this Five Below here. We do <laughs> here, and I hear all of these amazing stories. There's a, the vintage carded figures. I bought like fifteen of them for five bucks. I bought like five of the Transformer figures, the carded ones for five bucks, the movie ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, the Dark of the Moon Deluxes? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we uh, uh, 
Now, did you, uh, this was, I was thinking about trying to contact somebody that might have one of those by them. Uh, did you guys hear the story about the, uh, I think it's the 102nd Battalion Clone Trooper exclusives that the yeah, five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you find helmet? any of those? I was curious. No, I didn't find any. Uh, I looked. <laughs> yeah, I was just. If if anybody if anybody hasn't heard about it, essentially uh, Hasbro was quote busted doing something that they supposedly never would do, and they were swapping out helmets on those figures. Oh wow! And, uh, and there were even there were side by side comparisons that you could see the paint differences in the helmets, and they were they were. Cutting the plastic, you know, cutting the bubble very precisely and putting a new figure in there. And the only place they were showing up were five belows. Wow. So, yeah, I, I find look, any I of those, for, let me know. No, I looked for them. Yeah, I looked for them. I didn't <laughs> find anything at all. But yeah, we, we've got a couple in the general area. So if you ever, you know, need anything from five below, I can get it to you for cost. <laughs> yeah, plus like, shipping you know, that's usually shipping, yeah. <laughs> that's usually what kills it unfortunately <laughs> and cost plus shipping so well, if you want a bulk deal you know <laughs> so uh you guys want to get into uh i know chuck you had a top five list uh that you wanted to uh kind of delve into and it would definitely bring up some some christmas thoughts and some christmas memories What a great segue. <laughs> yeah, the thought I had was, uh, since it's around the holidays and uh, we're all greedy little children here, um, the top five toys that you wanted as a child but never got. So I figured that would make some interesting conversations. So uh hope you guys did your homework. If not, you can we think did. on the fly. We, we gave it a little bit of thought. So Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off here. Then My number five was the uh, the Devastator box set. I always wanted that. Even though, you know, everybody thinks I'm not the Transformer guy, but I always wanted that Devastator box that it came with all the Transformers together, all the Constructicons, to make Devastator. And I remember seeing it in a drugstore of all places, and I told my mom, I'm like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And she's like, yeah, 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 get in the car, come on, let's go. <laughs> and I, I never got it. I put it on my Christmas list and everything, and it was like one of the big items I wanted. But I, I guess looking back at it now, I mean, it was probably kind of expensive. That's probably why I didn't get it, but it would have been really cool to have. I remember that I got Devastator, but I bought all the figures individually. It was before the box sets came out. Um, you could uh, They came out all on single-carded, and I collected all of them. Obviously, I didn't get them all at the same time, but I eventually got all of them. And then my first box set was the Superion uh, box set, which had all the aerial bots. And right next to that, they had the Devastator one. So um, I was like, oh, I could have got them all in one 
at one time <laughs> instead of trying to hunt all these things down. <laughs> oh, poor you. I know. I know right? Poor you. Poor me. I ended up with a complete devastator, and I had to hunt it down. <laughs> Go ahead. What's your top five, Ryan? What's your number five? My number five uh, is kind of an odd one uh, because I had no well, interest. You know. No, I not know. me. I know. Because I had no interest in anything else other than this as a kid, which was the uh, Thundercats uh, Cats Lair. Uh, I was very interested in, the, in their base, their fortress. I just thought it looked really cool, but I never thought the toys themselves looked that great uh as a kid i don't know why i just didn't but i thought their base looked amazing and I, obviously i liked the thunder tank also i thought that looked cool but yeah the cat's lair i was like i was always loving like anything that looked like a base or a fort to put my my toys in and i was someone i didn't mind mixing my toys so it was okay that to, don't happen that don't happen it would have been fine to have the cat's lair with like my gi joes in there or something like that you heathen <laughs> All right, Miss McFavorite. So I don't know. You don't have five necessarily, right? Well, yeah, because I was. I was I was a spoiled brat. <laughs> I heard that last episode, and I was thinking if you could come up with five or not. So. <laughs> I, I, I keep trying, and I, you know, I was a spoiled brat, but I don't, I don't think that I got everything that I wanted. It's just more that did I don't you, remember. Did you want a pony? Um, no, I was never really into horses. My oh, friend had a horse. So. Yeah, her friend had a horse. My friend had a horse so I could use it anytime I wanted. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, but you're not a spoiled princess. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you just tell yourself um, whatever you need to. But uh, one of the uh, one thing that I remember that I really wanted was um, it was a red Corvette. Uh, what do you call them? The Power Wheels? Power Wheels. It was a red Corvette Power uh-huh. Wheels. And uh, um, it was at the the Lowry uh, Air Force Exchange. Um, we would go there all the time. And I'm like, Grandma, Grandma, I want that. I want that. I want to drive it. I just want it. And she's like, yeah, 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 for Christmas, for Christmas. And Christmas came and Christmas went. Christmas came and Christmas went. And that was one thing that I never got. Oh. No red Corvette. It was a little red Corvette. Nice. Nice. I think this is the part where I put the Prince song in there. come up with one that's good i have another one. Oh, do you okay great okay <laughs> she can chime in again all right good good call <laughs> all right slick what about you 
All right. So I actually didn't think about it an order. I just thought about five in general. So let me Okay, so this is probably the the least important one uh to me. Uh uh when I was a kid I was a big Star Years fan. Oh yeah, me too. Legos and building toys in general. So, you know, obviously Legos. And then Star Years were kind of building toys in that all of their limbs would remove their head. They had little drivers and everything, and you could swap them and all that. Um, So one of my favorite possessions as a kid was the little uh, T-Rex that would shoot the discs out of his head. And so the thing I wanted the most was, uh, again, on this Christmas, was the uh, little Cobra base yes. that it, that they had. So, and I here I didn't do any research, or I would know what it's actually called. But it's actually uh, just called the battle battle station base. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. see, so um, and just because I've always been a huge fan of of cobras and alligators and dinosaurs and, you know, all the kind of, quote, stereotypical boy stuff. And that thing was just amazing. The the cobra sculpt on the front of the base, it it reminded me so much of an episode of G.I. Joe. I mean, if it was was a little bit bigger, it easily could have been, uh, you know, a replacement for the Terradrome or, you know, any other kind of cobra base but so that that's probably my number five that i want and and never got well slick i was heavy into star yours i i think chuck i think when i first mentioned it to you i think you said you had never even heard of them right (laughs) nope not at all um and slick uh i'll tell you one thing that'll make you mad but then one thing that maybe will ease the pain a little bit for you (laughs) i had i had most of the star star your stuff including the base um, that base is one of my favorite things I ever owned and it got thrown away when I was a child. Once I grew up a, a bit, um, I've been trying to find one ever since and it's extremely difficult or as you can imagine, very pricey to find when you can find it. Um, but it was an amazing thing. The, the snake head would shoot out as a vehicle. Oh God, really? And you could fit one of the Star Yora riders inside of it, and the fr- there would be like a front hanger that would open up on the snake, and you could have one of them. Like you could pull them back, you know how they would launch some of the uh, rolling ones. You could yeah. pull them back, stick them in there, and then launch the snake out, and then lower down the uh, the hanger front part part, and then they would roll out of that. Oh, so it was really a really really cool base. Uh, but to kind of ease the burden for you, I did not have the Tyrannosaurus Rex that you owned. So, uh, oh, okay. See, and I, I wouldn't trade. Uh, I, I have since bought all of my favorite Starriers back, mm-hmm. uh, except for the base. Because you're right, it, it's it's not hard to find a a stripped down version right. of it, but as you know, as it is with so many playsets, it is so difficult to find a complete version. Yeah. And that's the last thing I want to try to piece together. Yeah. Um, but I was able to get the T-Rex. I have a carded version of my first Starrier. Nice. So it, it does make me feel good that yours was thrown in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did get a lot of enjoyment out of it before that happened. <laughs> nice. 
goes, he goes, yeah, I had that too. Yeah, I had that too. So, <laughs> he does that to me all the time. So it's it's nice to see him do it to somebody else. <laughs> all right, my number four I wanted as a child was the uh, vintage Star Wars Millennium Falcon. Never had it. The kid down the street, Steven, he had it. I used to go to his house all the time and play with it. I It was just amazing. I always wanted it. I, again, never never got it at all. Now I have my own, so fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chuck, uh, my number four will, will make you feel good about rubbing it in my face because uh, one of the things I always wanted but never got was the G.I. Joe whale. Um, I had that. Take that. Yeah. In your face. That's okay. I, I had the USS flag, so that's all right. Um, but anyways, so yeah, the whale, it, it was just, it was awesome. Amphibious, uh, vehicle. It floated. It, it had a lot of fun stuff you could do with it. It was, it was going back to the weighted discussion. It was a nice heavy toy, heavy solid toy. Um, but yeah, I just never owned it. And, uh, it's probably one of those things I probably, since there, it doesn't look, seem like they're ever going to re, remake it or release another one. Uh, it'll probably be something that eventually I'll try to find uh, one and, and piece one back together or something like that. No, all, all joking aside, I, I had it and it was it was really fun to play with, and I, I used to play with that thing for hours. So it was really it was really fun. It's you know too bad you didn't have it. All joking aside, yeah, it, it was really it was really good. I don't know if you had it or not, Slick, but it was awesome. No, I didn't have it. Like, what's going to be a reoccurring theme and 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 my wants are are uh, iconic uh, vehicles or playsets. Um, just because I I was really poor growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me too. Any, any kind of name brand toys. I either bought with my own money or my grandparents bought them. Like my mom bought me so many off-brand toys, it's it's not even funny, you know. I I had GI Jack, and I had, <laughs> you know, Warlords of the Universe. And, oh yeah, so you get the you get the bootleg market cornered, is what you're saying? It, yeah, exactly. I had Changeors. You know, <laughs> so it seems like Mrs. McFavorite and I are going to be the spoiled ones in this episode, and you guys it are going seems to like it, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we got both ends of the spectrum covered. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> the yin and the yang. It's all good. All right, where do we leave off? Uh, we got uh, well, Mrs. McFavorite. I know she says she had one more at least. So why don't we? Uh, the next, uh, the next thing was a uh, grubby. I'm sorry. I'm holding a baby and trying to talk into a microphone. <laughs> it's hilarious. I should be taking video of this episode. Um, but as a uh, grubby uh, Teddy Rockspin's friend. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And um, that was one I really wanted, and and it's kind of one of those things. I did get it for Christmas, but I got a broken one. Oh, I oh yeah, I heard the story. Yeah, that's that's too <laughs> I bad. Did I, I feel there. like I've already yeah, told we, this we story. We talked about this on that. Yeah. I think this was a. Uh, it was. Uh, it might even have been Alias Angel Alias. Oh, that it, asked it was, the question. Yeah, it, yeah. it was okay. a listener question on our show. Um. So yeah, I can find the short him. version of it there. Everybody he, knows about Brian, though. So well, <laughs> some of our listeners, I'm sure. Now nah, they've all heard it. He was broken, and instead of my parents exchanging it, they just straight up returned it. <laughs> so I I had him for a good ten minutes, awesome. and that was it. I I didn't I uh, again or that night I should say. 
Dave and Duvall, and I hope you guys don't mind me. I assume you guys don't mind me plugging other oh, no. people's no, shows. Not but, at all. We do it all the time. Those guys all the time. We really want to get them on the show eventually soon. So, yeah, yeah they're they're great guys. Um, but I uh, I never had any idea how big Grubby was until Duvall does this yeah. flea market finds video podcast. Yeah, and, oh, yeah his grubby was up on a shelf behind him and i'm like jesus christ that's <laughs> awesome no like, you got that for christmas oh my god <laughs> the sad part about you getting it and getting taken away it, it really is a matter of like here's your toy you always wanted okay now we're taking it back <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> sorry <laughs> too bad so sad we got it for you. No one said you could keep it. <laughs> right. Here's the puppy. Now give him back. <laughs> nice. All right, Slick, uh, what what did you have next? Okay. Um, so I guess uh, uh, I'll go with uh, – uh, stay with the theme of Ryan here. And um, so mine aren't going to necessarily be in order. But okay. Star Wars theme here, at at. My hands down, my favorite vehicle in the Star Wars universe, easily by by an exponential amount, um, and so you're always what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always wanted one from the uh, um, my first Star Wars movie I ever saw in the theater was Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, and, same here. Yeah. yeah. And, from the time I saw it, I was just in love with it. And, you know, the commercials back then just made it look so cool. And uh living, I grew up in New Mexico, and people think, oh, you live in a desert. No, it, New Mexico has a full four seasons. It doesn't get as, we live in uh Denver now. Um, it, it definitely doesn't get as much snow as we do here in Denver, but we get snow and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, growing up, I always dreamed about having an ad at that I could stomp through the snow, you oh, know? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never, I never had that either. Uh, I have one now. I have the the updated version now. It's actually sitting in the corner of the room that I'm in right now, um, and it's awesome. But yeah, I always wanted that as a kid too, and never had it. So, yeah, same here. I got the updated one now, but I've always wanted it, never had it. So you guys have the big ad at then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and see, and now, I mean, this just goes to show you, uh, a lot of my collecting focuses are uh, based on nostalgia. So uh, mine is you know, totally based on nostalgia. <laughs> see, that's that's good. And so Hoth was a it, snow anything snow snow in the GI Joe universe, snow in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I know not, I like the Arctic Troopers. They're, they're, that, that's a great subline subset I collect. So I'm oh, with yeah. you on that. And uh, so now uh, the the diet. I mean, I literally buy everything snow that is Star Wars. So now I do have a vintage at at nice. I new at at. You know, it's it's funny. You can see you. It, it's cool to see kind of the progression in my display of. Oh, yeah. of all 
Hoth stuff is because you have a vintage ad app and you have the big ad app. Then you have a vintage ATST and the new ATST. So yeah. it, it, it's really cool to see, you know, go from this big blocky thing to go to about as realistic as you can get uh, for a toy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah and that's like for me, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting that way with, uh, my, my favorite scene in all of Star Wars is the whole Jabba's palace and the Rancor and all that, like that whole opening to return of the Jedi for me is like my favorite scenes ever in Star Wars. And, uh, so I kind of want to, I have the target exclusive Rancor, uh, which is by far the best one that they've ever done. Um, but I want to get, do you have, do you have the shiny one or the more matte one? The more matte one. Oh God. (laughs) I held out on the shiny because I, I wanted the more matte one Mm -hmm. and targets never got it. So now I don't have, I have a force unleashed painted one. Yeah. I want to get that one. Original trilogy one. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get, uh, the progression. Like you were saying, I want to get, the one like I had when I was a kid, the original, I want to get, uh, the one from power of the force, which even though that one looks really weird. Um, and then I, I want to with the rubbery skin. Okay. I've never held it. So I don't really know. I've just seen pictures and stuff of it. And then I, I want to get the painted one from the force unleashed and then I'll have my nice progression there of the, the rancors. So that's that is i would like to do the same thing and then eventually i want to see a bull rancor because those things oh yeah yeah. now if i ever get a vintage rancor that has a little rattling in the inside of it then i know (laughs) that that was my rancor when i was a kid and that there's a wicket inside there i think i think everybody had a little rattling in their vintage rank <laughs> I, know, I know mine ate at least a few accessories never a figure yeah, some, so but, uh, pennies or old busted up crayons or something in there. <laughs> all right number three for me uh the gi joe sky striker oh, oh, oh. You, you didn't do your fourth ryan did you oh yeah mine was the whale the oh. gi joe whale yeah okay wow i can Okay. You zoned yeah. out. It's okay. Ryan was talking. You can zone out anytime you want. Chuck does it's that all a, the time. No, it, it's more that we're an hour into the show, so I, I <laughs> feel good. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll try to speed it up here then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my number three was a G.I. Joe Sky Striker, the iconic G.I. Joe, you know, plane vehicle. I always wanted it, never got it. Uh, a listener did give me one. Uh, Rock, big shout out to you, buddy. Uh, at Super Show a couple years back, he won it on eBay, brought it to me in the box. It was missing a couple pieces. Hey, it's awesome. I, I now have one, which I'm really grateful for. But I always wanted one as a kid, and I always wanted it for Christmas. Never got it. Yeah, I had that. <laughs> well, of course. You've got to have something to put on the deck of your flag, right? right. Right. I know, right? Well, I had the Conqueror, too. So oh, The Conquest? Conquest, yeah. I had the Conquest also, so. And the tomahawk. I put the tomahawk on there. This is why I don't play with you, dude. Seriously. This is why I don't play with you. Oh, God damn. It's, it's never a competition, Chuck. It's never a competition. <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard to have a competition when... Uh, this, never never mind. Just go. The, the, cards are, <laughs> the, the cards are stacked in yeah, my favor. I don't even have a piece on the board. <laughs> I'm just um, spectating at this point. My number three was um, from Transformers Metroplex. Uh 
always wanted it, saw, you know, the commercials was like a city that turns into a giant robot and you could fit your smaller transformers racing around it and everything else. And I was like, Oh, that is awesome. Oh, Never yeah, got I it. Those dude. I had two of those. Whatever. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> have one of them. Yeah, uh, right. But, uh, and even to this day, it's something that if I could, if I could get one, I probably would do it because it just, it looked amazing. I would love it if they came out with an updated version of Metroplex. Uh, and it's still a character that when I see him in the comics, I will buy, I will want to buy and read that issue right away just because I'm like, oh, Metroplex is in it. So, um, so yeah, Metroplex for me was my number three. Yeah, and I just picked up my first Metroplex. It it wasn't a huge one on my list as a kid, but it it was as an adult collector and uh, just picked mine up at BotCon this nice. year. Nice. I was, I was excited. 85 bucks for a reissue, about the best price I've ever seen on it. Nice, nice. Was it everything that I dream, dreamt it would be? It, to me, it <laughs> and was. More. And more. Dude, six gun alone on that is is worth the price of admission on Metroplex. A a robot made of six guns. It doesn't get much better than that. That's awesome. <laughs> All, right. All right, this is my favorite. Do you have Do you have a third, or are we going to be skipping you? I am the luckiest girl in the world. I have everything I could have ever wanted. I just really can't remember. Not even a, how about non-toy? Was there a pair of boots? Was there a... bike or did you get a bike too? A spa day. I've been hinting at that for the past 12 years. Um, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We're saying childhood, not right now. I think that's a direct shot at you. How about, Give her a how about this? How about, how about for Mrs. McFavorite, we do the flip side of it. What What was one of the best toys that you got when you were oh, little? Oh, there yeah. we go. There you go. It was that spa day. <laughs> she got this year. That was awesome. That I, that I paid for myself. No. Um, wow. Well, here, I think it would have oh. to be my Nintendo when I got my Nintendo. Nice. Nice. Awesome, awesome. That we have under our TV still. as you speak. It still works. We That's have awesome. A, oh, really? A nice selection of games, too. Yeah. yeah mine, mine crapped out on me, but I got a, one of those um, dual systems that plays the 8 bit Nintendo cartridges or the uh, like the N64 or the, no, the, the Super Nintendo cartridges. It plays yeah, both. The, the Retro Duo? Yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, so I, cool. I, I had to get one of those for the Super Nintendo games. Yeah, I've got that for the... It plays the Super Nintendo and the 8-bit old-school Nintendo cartridges. And uh, sometimes me and the wife will hook it up to the TV and we'll just you know geek out and play little games. But not too often. Maybe it'll happen like twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, right. that had to have been my best. That's yeah. very cool. Very cool. All right, Slick, what do you got next on your list there? All right, so I went with uh, I went with Chuck last time, so uh, this time I will go with uh, Ryan, and uh, mine was Devastator. Ah, and, and not the gift pack. I don't, and and I don't know if 
I mean, again, I grew up in Albuquerque. We only had one Toys R Us, but we had all the major, you know, we never had a Target there, but we had Walmarts and Toys R Us and Kmarts. And I don't remember the box sets of of any of them. And I was really big into Transformers, but um, I always really wanted Devastator and, and, I think this is what kind of did me in and, and we talked about, uh, uh, my character previously and this isn't probably going to help anybody's opinion of me. But, uh, when, uh, when I was young, I was a big shoplifter. At, uh, sixth grade at a Walmart, I shoplift, I shoplifted a, uh, What's the crane guy of Devastator? Yeah, hook. hook. I shoplifted a hook. Of course, I'm an idiot. All I took was hook. (laughs) His weapons, his stickers, and I don't know if he came with any Devastator parts, but I assume he probably should have. He came with the head. (laughs) (laughs) I just took the figure. Um, Of course, I got busted. Uh my mom had to, you know, was like, why the hell are you shoplifting? Blah, blah, blah. There had been one other, uh, instance of me being busted shoplifting when I was, so this was when I was 12 and there had been an instance of me shoplifting when I was like seven and my mom made me take, it was a water gun, 99 cent water gun, made me take it back into the store and say, I stole this. I'm sorry. Nice. And good for her. Yeah. <laughs> you degenerate. <laughs> yeah. And so I got busted there. Of course, I was, re- I was young enough that I was just released. I felt horrible. I was crying the whole time. And again, I'm 12 years old. I'm not a nine year old kid. I, I'm in middle school right. at this point. I'm in sixth grade and, and I'm crying and I'm crying. And, and my mom's like, you know, <laughs> You did a horrible thing, but I feel so – my mom was a big pushover, and, and I love her for it. Um, but she's like, you know, what can make, what can I do to make this better, you know? I, I mean, you did something bad, but I just wouldn't stop crying or anything. And I'm like, <laughs> you could buy me Devastator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think after that. The next time I asked her for it, she's like, yeah, right. You're yeah, not getting this for Christmas. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. <laughs> nice. So, so that, that was my, uh, number three. I was always big on the, the combiners. I, I've, I'm still a huge fan. Those are probably my favorite Transformers to this day is, is any of the Transformers that would combine into a giant robot. So yeah, it's a, it's a main focus of mine. I do. I do Prime, Megatron, Magnus, Soundwave, Rodimus, right. and the Seekers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then yeah, com- he does them all. <laughs> just, the top six, you know, the, it, it literally in, in like command order, right. you know, from the top down, top six, and then combiners. Those are, that's my focus for Transformers. Very nice. The Transformers will return after these messages. 
Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On Joe Mind. That's right. It's Joe News, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. Hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. Hey. It's What's On Joe Mind. Every week on the Geekcast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. To Cybertron. Thank you, Soundwave. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. Also, a few supplemental episodes in an interview with Stan Bush. So check out the TFG1 Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transforming rollout. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on GeekCastRadio.com. We now return to the Transformers. <laughs> Chuck, what do you have next on your list there? All right, number two for me is uh, Castle Grayskull. Uh, Always wanted it as a kid. Never had Castle Grayskull. My E-Man's never had a base. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) I would have beat your ass as a child. I swear to God. No, you would have played at my house is what you would have done. (laughs) Well, then I would have went home and cried. Right, I know. Uh, Yeah, I always wanted Castle Grayskull. And I remember asking for it for a couple Christmases. And then I got into G.I. Joe. And I just kind of asked for G.I. Joe a lot. But... Even, like, one one summer, we saw it at a garage sale, somebody's yard sale or something like that. And they, they wanted, like, I don't know, like, 10 bucks for it or something like that. And my mom's like, well, it's 10 bucks. I don't know. You're not really playing with He-Man anymore. I'm like, but I still want it. I still want it. <laughs> Never got it. Never yeah. got it. I think, that was I, one, I think that was one Christmas for me where it was just, like, almost everything was Masters of the Universe. So I got, like, all the all the main characters for the most part and the castle. So... But I, I did pre-order the uh, the new one from Maddie, so I'm, I'm with you on that, Jason. What we're going to do is um, I'm, I'm joining you up. We're going to start saving the money every month. So I'm, <laughs> I the money think away. I'm going to open up a uh, a savings account, and I think my bank does a twenty dollar minimum for direct deposit. Yeah. So I'm just going to direct deposit 20 bucks because I'm the worst at savings. So if yeah. I yeah. It, if it hits my checking account, it'll be spent. So I need to I need to take that money out before it even gets there. Smart move. Right. Smart move. But I think that's what I'm going to do because I heard you guys talk about it. And I know there's like four other guys on our forum who have pre-ordered a Castle Grayskull. One guy ordered four of them. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
Well, he uh, says two of them are going to be presents, and he's a he's a you know carded collector, so I think he's going to keep one boxed, and I, I think he might actually open the other one. I'm not sure, but I need to ask him. But uh, two of them he said are for his nieces and nephews, so he wants to get them on each. So nice, nice. I know, I right? It'll be a good investment, I think. Absolutely. When it rolls around and it actually, you know, because you have people that just won't pre-order things, you know, oh, so yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be like, well, I'll buy it when it comes out. Well, when it comes out, it's gonna be Christmas, you know. Yeah. Are you gonna have an extra three hundred dollars next Christmas? Right. Not right. many people do, you yeah. know. So, I mean, well, the price is gonna be more afterwards. The pre-order price was two fifty. Right. They said the yeah. price after it's, that's gonna be a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I think of probably, I mean, that's how it always goes is, uh, you know, if you can speculate on iconic things like that, you know, yeah. you're, you're going to make some dough again. Yeah. We don't, we don't necessarily condone that at open your toys, but sure. You know, there's, <laughs> there's been a few things that I buy doubles of just in, you know, with just with the hopes that it's going to go up in value. Yeah. No, the, well, part part of the reason I bought because I went ahead and bought uh, each of the lions for the Mattel, the new Mattel Voltron, and mm-hmm. have them all together now, and I absolutely love it. It's an amazing, amazing toy. Um, but part of the reason for getting it was I was like, well, if it's you know five, ten years from now, and I don't really have the room for it, or I don't want to keep it. This sucker's probably going to sell for a lot more than what I paid for it, so it, it's a good investment as well. Yeah, and I, I, there, there are not many things in my collection that I consider an investment, but I'm right there with you. That Voltron, I do consider an investment. Again, if 10 years down the road, I have a 4,000 square foot house and I have a entire display area devoted to my toys instead of just my little office, mm-hmm. it will be on display there. Sure. In 10 years from now, if I'm dead broke, trying to put two kids through, you know, through uh, uh, Lutheran private school like Mrs. McFavorite wants to put our kids through, then, yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'll minimally get my money back. And if not, you know, <laughs> yeah. a bit more. You right, know? exactly. Well, you, you have two kids. You're going to have a display room that's consisting of uh, Rubbermaid totes. <laughs> or or welcome a, to my world very strong deadbolt lock yeah. <laughs> yes a yeah, storage well, unit so. yeah <laughs> nice yeah welcome to my world all right ryan what'd you have for number number two there my number two uh was is the uh cobra terradrome uh obviously with with having the the flag the next thing was to get a giant cobra base i didn't have it my cousin did have the cobra terradrome uh it was, I so I at least got to play with it a little bit, and it was everything I hoped it would be. It was pretty amazing, but always wanted to have it myself. Uh, I thought it was awesome how the fire bat would come out the middle of it, and uh, it just it was so massive and so cool looking. But never never owned it. Yeah, did me you, neither. Uh, did you have the GI Joe headquarters? I assume I did not. Chuck had that, but I, I, I didn't. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I did not have that. Okay, so I'm I'm feeling a little bit better about myself here. See, you're taking me up, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Not not in a good way. You're you're taking (laughs) taking my temper up. I'm 
I'm bringing it back down with Chuck. Very nice. Very there nice. You go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we grew up poor, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that ryan I, mean, uh, like I, I tell i tell i tell ryan all the time i'm like you never had the joy of a welfare christmas buddy you don't know <laughs> you just well, don't know the way i explained it to chuck too was that uh my parents uh in fact my mom really didn't work much when we were little but my dad was a blue collar worker and it was just it was kind of like what they did, did kind of what you guys were talking about doing with the uh Castle Grayskull, which is my dad put a little bit away every month that was specifically for Christmas. On my birthday, I got, I, I think I got like one gift. Easter, I may have gotten like an action figure and some candy in a basket, but Christmas is where my parents went crazy and, and all the money they saved up all year came out at Christmas time. So I was spo- very spoiled at Christmas, but the rest of the year was pretty, you know, normal childhood, not a whole lot of stuff. So. Now, are you guys uh, are you guys pretty religious or no? Um, I try to equate equate this, you know, quote material windfall with with the religious aspect of the holiday. Uh, I mean, we we I grew up Catholic and I grew up going to church all the time, and I don't know if so much. I mean, and obviously that was a, a part of Christmas, definitely instilled upon me with with my parents and everything. But I don't know if it was so much that they – I think it was just – because it's kind of how I am now. My parents uh, saw both sides to the holiday. My parents definitely focused on the religious side and gave that its due time. But then they also focused on the commercialization side of it with mm-hmm. you know, Santa and reindeers and everything else. So I have that same balance now with myself where it's, you know, this is the time for me to focus on, you know, my religious side. But – I keep that separate from, you know, Santa Claus and reindeers and all, you know, but I still enjoy all that stuff equally. Uh, I shouldn't say equally, but I, I enjoy that stuff as well. Um, it, it's, I feel like it's good to have that type of balance. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just really interesting to, you know, cause, uh, I, I grew up Methodist and, and, you know, we did midnight mass, but we didn't do church during the, during the year for the most part and that kind of thing. And, and some of, some of my strongest memories are, are based around the midnight mass and going to church again, because, because it was a more unique experience to go to church, you know, during Christmas, that kind of thing. So I, I'm just always curious. Uh, Mrs. McFavorite is, is, uh, putting uh baby McFavorite down right now, but uh um her family is very religious. Her her grandfather is a is a chaplain in the army and he was a colonel. Okay. So a, a full bird colonel. Yeah. So hardcore in the army. Um and uh and of course her father is the complete opposite, you know, right. very rebellious biker kind of thing, (laughs) but but still very religious and everything. So I just find it, you know, they have, they have very, all of their traditions are, are very religion specific and based around, you know, when they open their presents, when they are all based around when they were at church and that kind of stuff. And, and that's just not how I grew up. And so, I've always been curious if, if 
religion was a bigger part of Christmas for us, would it have meant – and here's the horrible – would it have meant more presents <laughs> for me? <laughs> I think for – because what we did in my house and, and we kind of do it uh, now, my wife and I, is that uh, we went to the Midnight Mass like you were talking about. And like you said, it was very special and, and everything else. And that was – time for God and, and, and our beliefs and everything else. And then the next morning is that was the time for presents and look what Santa brought you and things like that. So it, it was very much like religion comes first and then comes the commercialization and, and having fun. So I think that made us appreciative, very appreciative of what we did get. Uh, and yeah, we were spoiled, but we were still appreciative for every single thing we got. I really like that separation. That That is a really good way to do it because we're really – and sorry, everybody that's looking for a lighthearted, oh, I had this <laughs> conversation. But uh, uh, that's – I mean we're really examining that as new parents. Sure. As, as oh, yeah. Religion. Yeah, definitely. Religion was a huge thing in my wife's family and, and not – and, and a very minor thing in my family. And so uh, there's a lot of conversations of how we do that. And, and we're actually, we're going to go to midnight mass this year. It'll be her first. I mean, obviously she's four months old. It'll be her first midnight mass and it'll be the first one I've been to in 25 years or wow. something. So nice. It's nice. Yeah. a nice tradition to start. Absolutely. Because, uh, yeah, growing up, I, my parents were, were divorced when I was a little kid, so I had my mom, who was not that religious at all. We went to church on Easter, and, you know, Easter Sunday is when we went to church or, you know, a wedding or a funeral. Uh, yeah. My dad, on the opposite side, was very super, you know, super religious. He's actually a deacon of a church. So oh. when, I would, oh. when I would stay with my dad, we went to church twice on Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. So it was like two different worlds, two different things. Like I've told Ryan stories like my, my at my dad's house, I wasn't allowed to play with, you know, Masters of the Universe toys or have them because because they, they were fantasy magic. It was magic and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was the devil and stuff like that. So that's crazy. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Which is probably why he I, I told him it's probably why he loves it so much now. It probably yeah. was. Yeah. But I, I um grew up like that. And I, after, you know. I, I was old enough to, uh, you know, go out on my own at my own place. I, not so much religion. Maybe it was pushed too much on me, and I, I didn't want to do that anymore. But I uh, married my wife, Jennifer, and uh, she's Catholic, so now I'm Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, had the, we had the children baptized in the Catholic Church, so and we, we, go, to, we go to Mass every so often. Uh, we do the Christmas Mass. So I understand what you're saying. It's, it's nice, and it gives you a nice sense of... Um, I don't know, well-being, I guess, around the holidays to do that, too. Like you said, not trying to push religion on people, but it's just it, – I'm not saying it's fun, but it's it's uh, self-rewarding, it's, I guess. It, it's community. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah. it's the same thing we get from the toy thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. It, it's, it, it's being with people, and it's, you know, and, and it's just celebrating, you know, yeah. celebrating life in general, you know? I, yeah. I, again – toy collecting is it's a it's a very it's a very spiritual is going a little too far with it <laughs> i mean it it's one of those things the community that we're a part of is amazing you Absolutely. know it's, very satisfying yeah it's accepting of 
all kinds of different people and 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 thoughts and expressions and you know and yeah like and under it, normal circumstances the middle management guy wouldn't you know really associate with the you know uber geeky guy or the guy the emo kid who has like all the tattoos and piercings but you get them at a star wars convention and they're the best of friends yeah, exactly. They, it, it, it is a unifying, you know, aspect in people's lives. And, and if that's God in the way that the Bible describes him, or if it's a higher power for you, or if it's just a code of ethics you live by, you yeah. know, I, I think it's great. Whatever, whatever kind of floats your boat. You know, so long as as you're participating in a community, I think it's wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So sorry. That was. No, no, that's awesome. No, it's awesome. There, but. (laughs) Every once in a while we get into the deep talk and you guys have been drinking, so I expect it. So. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, man. I love you, man. I love you. Um, so I think we left off with, uh, Slick, your, your, uh, second to last item or that was on your list so okay let's see what oh oh uh and and so back to chuck um same thing uh castle gray skull uh always wanted it always always again same thing you were saying uh ryan with the cat's lair Mm -hmm. uh just love play sets yeah i've always been a play sets junkie and so castle gray skulls the epitome of that again scott knightlick you know again he has a little bit of his marketing speak but he also has his fandom and uh and i i totally agree with him castle gray castle gray skull was iconic for us as children absolutely and I think it's going to be iconic for us as adult collectors, you know, um, so long as the factory doesn't fuck it up. Right. But, uh, <laughs> Eventually it could be one of the you know centerpieces of your collection, just the, oh, the size yeah. of it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and I'm going to be, you know, due to shelf space, I'm going to be the guy that probably has it flipped open completely horizontal. So you see the back and the side, you know, and just has figures around it. Probably not going to see the inside of it in my collection, but right. it's just because I don't have the depth in any of my rooms to display it that way. But uh I mean, again, my mom tried. We just didn't have a lot of money. So uh, one of my favorite play sets of all times is the Fright Zone because my mom couldn't afford Castle Grayskull, but she got me the Fright Zone. Still a cool one. Oh, God, dude. That little snake puppet is the coolest (laughs) thing in the world. And I just wish to God those things would last, you know? Yeah, Yeah, they break down over time, yeah. Yeah, I've been looking for Fright Zones forever, yeah. and I cannot find one in any, you know, all of them. The snake has some kind of crack here or there, or it's missing, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, but, uh, yeah, uh, Castle Grayskull, that, that nice. would be my second. Nice. All right, Chuck, so for your, your last item, what, what was your top thing you always wanted that you never had? Yeah, big surprise on that. It's uh, the G.I. Joe USS Black. <laughs> oh, see, I had that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I love how you every, say that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Every time. 
I never had it. Always wanted it. I, I've told a story. The kid uh, down the street, Sean, had it um, growing up. His bed was on one wall in his bedroom. The USS flag was on the other wall because it was the size of his bed. It's huge. Uh, so I used to play on it all the time, and I always wanted one, but I never got it. I, you know, I had a sister growing up, so you know, I, she couldn't spend all the money on me and my mom. So sure, she could. I, I, I would want her to. Sure, you know. <laughs> Looking uh, back on it now, it's probably the wrong thing to do. But yeah. like you're saying, it's like, you know, you know, growing up the way we did with, you know, the system that it was, you know, there was not a lot of income coming in. Um, the only place that I can think about, because I was thinking about that, that I had was I had the G.I. Joe headquarters. And that was a present from my grandparents. And then I had the uh, the battle platform, the G.I. Joe battle platform. And oh. that I got that one Christmas from my father. Yeah. But. That were the only two playsets I remember, you know, ever having larger playsets. I had vehicles and I had figures, but those were the two, you know, playsets I can only remember having. Yeah, I had the battle platform and I would have the USS flag roll up to the battle platform. <laughs> it was really cool. Nice. I used to have my uh, killer whale, you know, hovercraft go up to the battle platform. but Yeah, I'm pretty sure a USS flag could, like, run that over. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so. Um, it's okay. I hate you both. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, my number one item that I always wanted but never got was the Millennium Falcon. Uh, it, I was a huge, obviously a huge, huge Star Wars fan growing up. I had a ton of the vehicles. I had a bunch of the play sets. Uh, but the Falcon was always one that was elusive to me. I never never got it. I don't have the new one. Uh, certainly would love to have it, uh, just not in the budget plans right now. But it's uh, it's definitely a toy that I wanted so much because obviously it was I mean it's such an iconic vehicle for Star Wars so um, oh, sure definitely definitely yeah so so that's that was my number one and and Mrs McFavorite is signaling that she <laughs> has a number one as well ah, just, right, just in case and, we weren't thinking she did have one well it's it's not that I didn't get like I'm doing the flip um, gotcha. but it's, oh you have a number one present beyond <laughs> other number one present that well that was one of the best ones but this one this one's probably like the most nostalgic like heartwarming ones i guess okay so um we're all bit i'm all big into the the cabbage patch kids and there's the big story behind that um but the best one that i got was for christmas was the crimp and curl and I, it's it's funny. It's the Cabbage Patch Crimp and Curl. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a... Sorry, uh, I should have said Cabbage uh, Patch Crimp and Curl. A curling iron or something. <laughs> and what I it was... The, the hair you could curl on it. Yeah, it, it was it, it was like little wiry hair that you could like crimp or curl. And oh, it came with I a little see. crimper and a curling iron. No heat required. Right, it was a little plastic <laughs> thing. Molded the hair around oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, but for some reason, out of all of my Cabbage Patch Kids, even my, like, original one, that one, like, I carried around for ever. And I named it after my grandma and all this Aww. other stuff. So that's my that's my number one. Nice. Christmas present. Nice. Do you still have any of your original Cabbage Patch dolls you have when you were a little girl? Absolutely. They're all sitting in my closet on a shelf. I was going to say, she has all of them. Nice. <laughs> And then she had she have all of those, and then you have all of the ones I've given you. Yep, they're all is, pretty much they're they're. Um, I have them all lined up on on a shelf in 
the almost exact orders, at least to my memory of um, how of when I received them. Nice. Yeah, she's hardcore. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Ones I bought for her were hard to find because the the big thing. Yeah, there's tons of Cabbage Patch dolls out nowadays. Yeah, but none of them have yarn hair. Oh, that's that what my hurts. wife wants. Yeah. That's her stipulation. If they yeah. don't have yarn hair, that's not a real Cabbage Patch nope. doll. They either need to be completely bald or have yarn hair. Yeah. Right. My wife saw one uh, a few years ago. Um, it's my big, well, before Ryan was born, like five years ago, six years ago. And she, I, she almost bought it. And I talked to her. She goes, oh, my God, I love it. I want it. I want it. Well, go ahead and get it. You never buy anything. You know, I collect all this stuff. And. She's like, yeah, what am I going to do with it? It'll just sit in a box. I'm like, well, that's half of my collection. You can just enjoy it in a box. Who cares? <laughs> I'm like, open it up and just put it on the bed. I don't care. You have it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just knowing I have it makes and, me feel good. And just for clarification, when he says before Ryan was born, he didn't mean me. He meant his son, Ryan. So Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, you named your son after Ryan? I know. No, I was no, very no. honored. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually born before we uh, even uh, – started doing the podcast or probably before we met yeah probably oh it was kids was <laughs> that what you're saying no it's a cool twist of fate is what the fuck it was <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i almost talked her into buying it and she wanted it and she we've never found it since we've been looking at other ones but yeah the, the yarn hair is the one that she wanted with the blue eyes and i think it's got like a like brown hair so yeah Mrs. McFavorite yeah. was green hair, blonde eyes. That's what she was when she you was wanna, a kid. How was so, it? hair, blonde eyes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. I know what you meant. Shit. Sure. <laughs> Have another. Let's go with that. <laughs> blonde hair, green eyes, and then a dimple on the left cheek. Yeah, because that's what Mrs. McFavorite had when she was a kid. Nice. nice. Now she has brunette hair, though. But, so, okay. Okay, moving on. My uh, my number one, again, real – see, I should have been going before you guys because mine just sounds like I'm copying at this point. <laughs> so, of course, mine was the flag too. Oh, I had that. Hey, he had that. Yeah, I know. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's a reoccurring theme. Ryan I like the fact she beat him to it though. <laughs> there's there's the next hashtag for your new shows. Pound Ryan had it. <laughs> or pound I had that. Right. Um uh so yeah, obviously Flag was, you know, they just did an an incredible job of pushing that during the uh cartoons as far as uh the promotions for the toys and all of that some of my favorite commercials growing up were for that flag you know and and it just it was it it if the castle gray skull was the most iconic playset the flag is the most iconic vehicle you know, if you want to consider it that, you know, it's not really a place, it is a vehicle, right. you know. So it's the most iconic vehicle of our childhood. And, and any kid that like Joe at the time was, that was like, oh, I don't really like big boats, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, because that thing was freaking amazing. Yeah. I did. I had a, I had a friend that had it too. And, and you got to consider like 
how big it is nowadays. Like I'm six foot two. And the last time I saw a flag, I was just like, but Jesus, you know, ridiculous. Imagine, you know, when I saw that for the first time as a kid, I was probably like four foot nine, you know, or something. Oh, yeah. It was definitely bigger than we were as children. Definitely. Well, and that's the thing I liked always uh, with mine. I've mentioned it many times before is what my dad did is he put it on a board and then he put dolly wheels underneath it and I was able to roll it around. We were having an addition put on the house that my dad was doing all the interior work for. And so there was this in the basement, there was this just big cement area uh, that hadn't been worked on at all. And that's what I rolled the flag around on. And I'm this little boy. You figure I had to be what, like, you know, maybe three and a half foot something tall, something like that. And I'm wheeling this giant, you know, six foot monstrosity around. <laughs> awesome. But it was, yeah, I mean, it was obviously a great, great memory and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I had a, I had one friend, and and this actually wasn't the friend that had the flag, but this basically entire conversation has reminded me of one friend uh, that I had. Um, that I was in uh, special ed when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So there was very few schools that had that. So people were bussed uh, all around in the short bus with tinted windows <laughs> all around the city to go to specific schools. It, it was a thing where where I was, you know, quote, genius level at math. But I read like two grades below my. Uh, gotcha. I was in fourth grade. I was doing I was doing algebra in fourth grade, but I was reading at a second grade level and gotcha. spelling that kind of stuff. So, um, and this kid was autistic that was in my class and very mild. You know, you, you could barely tell, but you, you there was something definitely off about him. But so I would spend the night at it, at his house and. Again, this was the kid that had the pool in a place where not many people had pools. And uh, the first place I ever had star fruit, you know, because star fruit is $3 a pound or whatever, you know. And uh, and this kid just had every toy. I mean, again, and not saying you were this way, Ryan. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying you're very wealthy. But, I mean, basically – what you've been saying tonight is similar to that, you know, yeah. any way you could think of this kid had kind yeah. of, but I so. act a lot more, I act a lot more spoiled now about my past than I did when I actually was living in the past. So. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. and, and I probably act a lot more poor about my past than I was poor in the past too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you do tend to remember things and, and more of a black and white, than things actually are ever in real world, you know? Yep. Chuck's like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I would agree with that. I was poor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we want, also wanted to, rather than always talking about what we didn't have, uh, we wanted to end on a more positive note and just wanted to talk talk real briefly about our, our favorite Christmas memory. Like, what what Christmas morning was your absolute favorite uh, that you remember experiencing. Yeah, that one magical Christmas when you woke up and you were a child and 
all was right with the world. You got your Red Rider BB gun, and everything was good. <laughs> so, uh, I, I guess I'll go ahead and kick it off since I started everything else here. Okay. Uh, I think it was the Christmas of '84, I believe. I, I, I could be wrong with the year here. Or, you know, I'm remembering here, but it was the same Christmas. My grandparents got me the GI Joe headquarters. Uh, I got like that from them. My mother got me the 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 Cobra His Tank came out and the Wolverine came out, so I got both of those from you know Santa. And uh, I got I must have got like seven or eight carded GI Joe figures. You know I got like um like Destro and uh, Snow Job, and I got I remember getting uh, Mutton Junkyard and Spirit, like all these different figures I never had, but I see on the cartoons. Um. And then, like I said, my parents were split up, so I went to my dad's, and I got the, uh, the um, so a couple more figures I got, and, you know, and I and, uh, got the uh, Dragonfly. So it was very G.I. Joe-heavy Christmas. Those were the big toys I got. And, you know, you, you get a couple other things, too, you know. I've always been big on, like, um, you know, like cars and stuff like that, playing with, like, Matchbox or Hot Wheels or, you know, stuff like that. So I do remember getting some of those as well, but... It was just an awesome, awesome G.I. Joe Christmas. You get the headquarters. Then I got the Wolverine and the His Tank, and I got the Dragonfly, and I got all these figures to go with it. So I'm, I must have played with that thing until, like, summer, and I was able to go outside, you know, really heavily and get outside and do stuff because that was just great, just opening that G.I. Joe headquarters and tearing it to pieces. And that was the first thing on my list. I remember I wanted the G.I. Joe headquarters and – I just asking Santa for that and writing that down on my list and then getting it in a big huge box under the tree. Then the package said it was for me. I, I, you know, it was it was just awesome. Was, and I, at that age, you know, you're still Santa Claus is still you know real to you. He's still real to everybody because he's real. But uh, so I really still believed and I, I, it came true and it was awesome. So that's the best Christmas I had. Nice. Ah, amazing, amazing. I know, right? I'm pumped. <laughs> well, well mine, mine, mine can be nice and short and sweet because I've talked about it most of the episode. Obviously, it was the Christmas I got the USS flag uh, because because it was it was already put together. <laughs> it was already put together. It was under the tree. Uh, there were I got a few GI Joe figures along with it. I think that Christmas I also got the Cobra Hydrofoil, so it was kind of cool to have an enemy boat going up against the giant, but the giant boat of the Joes. <laughs> um, and so I mean, you just see something that massive under the tree, and you're just like your jaw drops. Obviously, it wasn't wrapped, <laughs> but uh, but it was obviously it was just an amazing uh, Christmas to to see something that massive and and that cool and. Uh, obviously I played with it the entire day and didn't want to leave it at all. So, but yeah, so that, that was really cool. That was, that was one of the, the best Christmases I ever had and can remember. Now I'm, I'm going to stop you guys before you guys say your memories. Did, did you hear this? Not only did he get the flag, but he had to throw in, yeah, I got the hydrofoil too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, what the hell? I'm looking at that whole a Christmas. G.I. Joe vehicle that big. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. About the oh, hydrofoil. I got the hydrofoil. And he yeah. got that and the flag. <laughs> now, I had the hydrofoil as a kid, but that came you know, way later on. It wasn't encompassing with another larger vehicle. It was like... Hey, this is your one big present. Here you go, son. Here's the hydrofoil. <laughs> yeah, we were Back. talking about before we came on. My my one big Joe vehicle I had was a his tank. 
And if anybody's seen them nowadays, yeah, they're not that big. <laughs> but I didn't have I didn't have that. I didn't have that. <laughs> Well, yeah, take that. <laughs> Maybe All he right. really wanted a his tank. Oh, he, Maybe. he said he did. He said that was one of one of the things he really did want that he never got as a kid. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. You missed so that. Bad. Right. All right. How about you guys? Well, uh, let me, I just, I, I'm curious because Miss McFavor and I were talking about this uh, before is, uh, so Santa presents shouldn't be wrapped, right? Uh, mine were. Mine were it's, always wrapped, yeah. They See, mine were too. They had a label on it that said from Santa. My, mine might, were, but I always knew they weren't from Santa. Well, they yeah, Mrs. Mom. McFavorite grew up with her parents being being way too. Uh, 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 our family tradition with her. <laughs> well, yeah, our fa- the way how our family traditions were, I never believed in Santa. So this whole Santa thing is gotcha. Strange to yeah. you. He's awesome. He brings you awesome. in. All you got to do is leave him cookies and milk. Right. Yeah, see, and I never did the cookies and milk thing, and my presents were never wrapped. They were always sitting, like, I woke up in the morning, I ran out, and I got to see every present that Santa gave to me, because it was just sitting under the tree. So I don't know if my mom was just lazy or not. We just watched Arthur Christmas, and, yeah. and a big thing in that is about how every present should be wrapped. So maybe... Maybe my mom was just lazy. Well, what is it? My my friend, her uh, her family tradition is that Santa's gifts aren't uh, aren't wrapped, and it's because um, he made them. So why would he wrap them? Exactly. Yeah. yeah well, sense. Santa Claus always used different wrapping paper than my mom did. Yep, mine too. Yeah. Well, that's what Mrs. McFavor. That's was another coworker about. was saying yeah. was that yeah. she's like. The biggest pain in the ass is having to buy a whole nother set of wrapping paper <laughs> and then hiding it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, you might appreciate this here, uh, Jessica. I know Slick was saying that you grew up, you know, kind of a religious family, and my dad was like super religious. He was uh-huh. a deacon in the church. So anytime we got Christmas presents over there, they, they weren't from Santa, they had on the tag from Jesus. Really? Oh wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Take, I... take that. That's not going to screw up a kid, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in therapy that's or like nothing. Go ahead. Hit by thousands and thousands of dollars worth of toys, right? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Shit. Yeah. No, I never. That's heard hardcore. That. I've never heard of that either. Yeah, yeah. we had. Wow. Okay. I know, right? It's speechless. I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Which never happens. All right. What, what, what's your guys' memory? What do you guys got? All right. Can I go? Yeah. You can go. Because I just had something. Mine's really based around this concept of Santa. Um, <laughs> so uh, so my, my favorite Christmas memory was, uh, so this would probably would have been about 85. Um uh, we lived in this really small apartment, and so you know there there wasn 't anywhere for for my mom to hide any gifts or anything like that It, it was that small 
And uh, so one morning my mom had me go get something from the car and I just instinctively thought it was in the trunk. So, so opened up the trunk and, and it, it's literally like pulp fiction briefcase style, like, oh, and you know, light shining from the trunk and there <laughs> all of these masters of the universe figures. And I was just like, Oh my god. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was I was so happy. And so of course I had to play it off. You know, I I I had to play it off because uh, it was always told to me it, if I found a gift, I wouldn't get it, you know, right. kind of thing. <laughs> so to try to keep me from looking for them. And uh and and so uh Christmas morning rolls around and like I say I I rushed downstairs and and we had been doing something a little bit different uh that year and the year before my mom had been hiding them cuz I always loved Easter and hiding the Easter eggs and that kind of stuff and again you got to think about this apartment where there's really nowhere for her to hide them from me so think about you know where she could have actually hidden presents for me to find them in a, you know, and probably what a forty, well, not forty, but maybe a hundred square foot living room. There's not too many places you can hide gifts. Right. So I, I'm running around trying to find these Masters of the Universe figures, and I find the the Panther, and I'm like, oh yes, and then I find the Warlord of the Universe. And I'm like, okay. And then I find another warlord of the universe. And I'm like, okay, there's not many more places these masters of the universe figures could be. But I keep looking and I keep looking at, and I can't find them anywhere. And, and I'm almost at tears at this point. And I'm like, where are they? And, and so my mom comes downstairs, wakes up, you know, think, you know, is, is waiting to see her child all excited about his Christmas gifts. And I'm crying. And she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. And she's like, do you not like your gifts? And I love them. I, I love my gifts. And I'm just like, what the hell? So later that later that afternoon, you know, family comes over, and again, just a few family. Our, our house isn't that big, but my grandparents come over, and we finally start opening presents, and bam, there's all of the Masters of the Universe figures I had seen. My oh, mom, okay, nice. My mom had bought them for my grandparents and wrapped them up and everything. Nice. My grandparents were pretty wealthy and everything, but they had no idea what I wanted. So it, it, I found out later on that, you know, they had given her the money and she had gone and bought everything that I wanted, you know, everything yeah. I told her that I wanted that she couldn't afford. So, right. That's the same concept that happened with my, um, G.I. Joe headquarters is, my grandparents asked my mom what I wanted. She said he really wants this G.I. Joe headquarters. So they just sent, you know, money because they lived in Chicago and we we lived in uh, you know, West Virginia at the time. So that's how that transaction went down. Yeah. And it, it's just it's one of those things that 
it it just it taught me so much about Christmas and it does to this day that you know you really should appreciate what you have right you never know you never know when things are going to be better you know just because things aren't great right now it it doesn't mean that later on they're not going to get better for you it it, you know it doesn't you know and then and then Again, the teamwork there too. You know, my, my mom knowing me and knowing what I wanted. My grandparents not really knowing what a little kid wants, but having the money to be able to splurge on their grandson and, you know, them working together. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It, it just, it taught me so many things on so many different levels that's hands down especially again this is more related to toys i have other favorite christmas memories of family and religion but related to toys that's definitely my favorite christmas memory yeah that's that's a really good one i like that yeah all right mrs mcfavorite you can't top that one (laughs) No, you really can't. You really should have went before him. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pony. Uh, presents were unwrapped from Santa. <laughs> Sorry, I guess that's kind of why I wanted to go next. I, I honestly, I've been, I've been really trying to think about it this whole time. God, I just, I don't remember a whole lot of stuff from when I was a kid. That's really kind of depressing. (laughs) I mean, again, girls, I think toys, I would, well, okay, here's, here's me making an ass out of myself and assuming, but I, I've got a funny story. Toys were, are a lot less important to girls. They they might be. Yeah. I mean, if you get the the oven and the Barbie dream house, you got it covered. So yeah, exactly. If you want to share your funny story, then we can uh, we can all have a good laugh at that and end on a high note. Then, <laughs> yeah, instead of my greedy little bastard child story. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't remember anything from my childhood. I don't have any good memories. Yeah. No. Um, so, my cousin, do you remember those uh, pens that uh, vibrated so it made like real squiggly lines or whatever yeah yeah oh yeah 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 so my cousin got me one of those pens and my mom was like are you freaking kidding me what are you trying to get my daughter here (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) this is where we go into pg-13 right (laughs) and i was like what it writes really cool this is awesome And she's like, "You think it's awesome now? <laughs> Just wait a, wait about ten more years. You're gonna really love it. <laughs> that is awesome." Everybody was laughing, and I was like, "Why is this so funny?" <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. It's a squiggly pen, right? That's awesome. Oh, I never thought of them that way, but that is exactly the shape, <laughs> the color. The texture on them and everything. Wow. Well, well on, on on that note, that seems like a good place to end, uh, <laughs> especially a Star Joe's episode. Um, so let me go ahead and give our uh, buy your wife a vibrator, I guess. Yeah. Right. 
Let me go ahead and give our information out before uh, we say goodnight to our guests and to everyone. Uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us on the forumforgeeks.com where you can become a member and uh, it's totally free, but you can sign up and talk with us every day on the forums. Uh, you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, it's there's a profile page for Star Joe's. There's also a fan site uh, that you can just click like, and uh, you can find us on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. You can leave us a voicemail message if you like. It's four four zero nine four one Joe's four four zero nine four one J O E S. And uh, you can find us on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices, uh, so you can listen to Star Joe's that way. Uh, and uh, we're also on the GeekCast Radio Network, uh, which is an online community of various podcasts that cover a lot of the things that uh, you probably find interesting with our show as well. So uh, check them out. I believe that might be everything. Chuck, is there anything I'm missing? Well, if you want to talk to our guest, if you like hearing them and you want to follow their podcast, uh, Slick, go ahead and tell them where they can reach you guys at. That's where I'll go on next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Uh... So basically, uh, uh, our cast is Open Your Toys. It can be found at OpenYourToys.com. It's the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s in all time. And if you can't tell, that's uh, G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, and Masters of the Universe. Um We've got, uh, uh, you can find us in iTunes under Open Your Toys. We're on Stitcher as well. Uh, you can follow me at Slick McFavorite on Twitter. You can follow me at Mrs. McFavorite on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, we're uh, facebook.com slash Open Your Toys. If you want to friend me, Slick McFavorite. Or you can like the cast at facebook.com slash Open Your Toys cast. Hallelujah. Oh, she, she did it. it. She did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have voicemail as well for our show. It's uh, 720-235-TOYS. That's 720-235-8697. And uh, we just... We want to thank you guys for having us on. Yeah, I, I have you. I have listened to you guys uh, since your first episode, and you guys are absolutely amazing. Um, I love the fact that you you still have that very homegrown feel, but yet you have some of the most amazing guests on your show. Um, I'm not I'm usually not big into interviews, but I I listen to every single interview you guys do. You guys have turned me on to some amazing artists and amazing professionals in the in the comic industry. So I I just appreciate it. This Thanks. is. I think what what help, has always helped us with that is that we um, we try to keep it conversational. I've listened to good interviews and bad interviews. The good interviews always seem to be the ones where they keep it very relaxed and conversational. So um, and it's and we've actually been able Chuck can attest to this. We've actually been able to become pretty good friends with some of these creators because we we got to know who they were besides just their professional side of things. Exactly. That's. To me, that's why I listen to you guys. I mean, you you look at people like Nerd, you know, Chris Hardwick with his Nerdist stuff, and and you guys are doing exactly what he's doing, 
but with guests I want to hear about. Right. <laughs> so. yeah, thank you very much. Uh, that, that means a lot coming from you guys. Like I said, I've been listening to you guys since your podcast started. I went back and caught up on all the episodes, and I, you know, I I, I enjoy what you guys do with the, uh, you know, the conventions and the, the swagaways and stuff like that. So, uh, favorite episode was fifty, where you guys talked about yourselves and got a little more detail about you guys. So, and that's where I started listening was because Chuck's like, well, that's a good one to start with. So. Yeah, what what I always suggest for people new to our show whenever we guest on a podcast is listen to our most current show. You'll get a feel for the format. It's basically all news, store reports. We do a custom of the week, a review of the week or review of the show since we're not really weekly. We're we're about every 3 weeks. We're a long show just like you guys. We're we clock in at 2 to 3 hours. Um, um, but we're only every few weeks. So listen to our most, most current show. If you like what you hear, go and listen to 50. And we basically, we put our entire selves out there and Hey, here is who we are. And if you still like us after that, then (laughs) at a podcast for life, Yeah, Uh, you know, cause to me, that's what makes a podcast. Um, there's there's only a couple that I listen to where I don't like the hosts, but the podcasts are so good I still listen to. Ninety eight percent of the podcasts I listen to are for the hosts. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and again, and that's why I listen to you guys. You know, appreciate it, friends. Now I do. I I want to hear more casts with you guys in the same room. Yes, I, I know. Guys, I know. You guys have done a good job with the Skype. It, it's it's barely noticeable, but I like you guys in the same room myself. We we, we like it better that way too. It's usually <laughs> yeah. it's usually interviews and and things like like this where it's like depending on schedules and everything else. Anyways, yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But uh, but no, there we definitely it seems to be uh, be a lot smoother and it seems to be a lot more fun when we're both in the room. So. And everybody pants. All right. You definitely got to go back and check out the uh, Robots in Disguise because we talked to the uh, creator of that book and he's got his own DVNR page and you can get some really good commissions from him for the Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that must be what's because I saved that one. I don't know if it's not downloading ones after that because, because I saved that one or what. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. Just do I thought it was weird you can always try the unsubscribe, show. resubscribe thing, and then I've had to do that on podcasts before, where some new ones weren't downloading. I'll unsubscribe from it, and then I'll re- I'll subscribe again, and I'll get the new episodes in there. Yeah. Sometimes kick it back in. Yeah, yeah, I've had to do that in the past too. Yeah. So, so. All right. thank All right. you guys. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. and and baby McFavorite Mackenzie says thank you. <laughs> Mackenzie. and with ready for bed yeah, yeah. i think we're all yeah. for bed uh, <laughs> with, thanks again guys it was, yeah, it was a really great uh we we've been trying to get you guys on for a while just you know scheduling and conflicts and yep. you know creators and stuff like that um so but thanks for coming on we really appreciate yeah. it like really that, really appreciate it it was it was absolute blast and uh with that we'll close by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle take care everyone later peace, peace.
It's a working microscope. But it's really a robot. What a great tank. And a plane. And a robot. These are the Transformers, one of the fastest selling toys in America. If you want one for your kids this Christmas, go now while stores have a good selection. Folks, these robots are hot. Get them by Thanksgiving weekend so you can give them at Christmas. Transformers from Hasbro.